Hello, and welcome to the second series of the Convergence Radio Show. My name is Ben Bowler from Unity Earth, and we are delighted to be bringing you this series. Over the last 12 months, there continues to be a tremendous upswing in groups and organizations who are working for peace, sustainability, and global unity, and who are now finding each other and initiating innovative and inspirational ways of collaboration. We see this interwoven work as the gestation period of an emerging world unity movement, and it's growing stronger and more vibrant and more alive every day. After the great success of Series 1, the first 13 episodes of this Convergence radio show, we felt both compelled and excited to continue the conversation with thought leaders, pioneers, activists, artists, entrepreneurs and visionaries who are all powerfully participating in this emerging global act of creation. The need for global unity, planetary consciousness, has never been more urgent and never been more possible. As we inspire and encourage one another on our personal journeys of waking up and growing up, this then drives the collective waking up and growing up that we need. The time really is now. Together, all together, we continue to fuel the fire and this momentous build-up on the road to 2020 towards a more unified, peaceful and sustainable planet. Now, over to our chief instigator and your series host, the one and only Dr. Kurt Johnson. Thanks, Ben Bowler, for that introduction to the Convergence series. And we're so pleased to learn that in 2017, our series had over 100,000 listeners. So welcome, everyone, to today's show, Convergence of Fire in the Land of Origins. Today's discussions are completely dedicated to the upcoming Uday Ethiopia Land of Origins series of events from January 31st to February 7th, which will be a highlight of the World Interfaith Harmony Week. So we're so pleased to be back today following on our previous November 10th special, which featured Ambassador Musi Hailu speaking about the very event we are also highlighting today. So be sure and listen to that show in the Convergence Archive at Voice America. Ethiopia Land of Origins will be held at historic and cultural sites across Ethiopia and will also include a virtual Internet event in which a larger global audience can take part. So here to talk about all of that today is Ben Bowler, Executive Director of Unity Earth and the Uday Festivals, and he'll be introducing and dialoguing with event participants David Gershon of the Empowerment Institute and John Raymer of the Compassion Games. Then in the second part of the show, I'll be introducing Dr. David Nickel of the Gaia Field Network and Claudia Wells of the Institute of Noetic Sciences to talk about the global Internet event. And Deborah Moldauer of Unity Earth and Garden of Light and activist singer-songwriter Kristen Hoffman, who will both be on the ground in Ethiopia during the U-Day Festival. So without any further delay, Ben, over to you. Thank you very much, Kurt. And it's really, really exciting to be with, uh, with you today and with our very special guest for this episode, uh, the Convergence of Fire in the Land of Origins, as we get very close now to U-Day 2018 in Ethiopia during Interfaith Harmony Week. And it's been really amazing, the, uh, the unfolding of all the different elements that are coming together at this time 
for this special event uh, and commemoration as so many different groups and organizations and activists and uh, entities and different lineages are really responding to this urgent need now uh, for unity and for collaboration and for convergence. Uh, and really, I'm very excited that the, the, the caliber of people and the, uh, and the caliber of organizations, the quality of people that are involved in this is so incredibly high. Um, that it gives us a tremendous amount of enthusiasm and excitement for what's going to go down uh, or, 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 shall we say, rise up in Ethiopia um, in February, first week of February for World Interfaith Harmony Week. And my first guest to talk about this as we, as we look at how these elements of peace and compassion and unity are coming together, and my first very special guest is going to be talking about an extraordinary um, line here of, of accomplishment that took place and has taken place over a lifetime, and that's David Gershon, co-founder and CEO of Empowerment Institute. He's one of the world's foremost authorities on empowerment and large system transformation. David's clients include cities, organizations, government agencies, and social entrepreneurs. Author of 13 books, uh, including the award-winning Social Change 2.0, A Blueprint for Reinventing Our World. So excited, David, to have you with us uh, to talk about this coming together and this convergence in Ethiopia. Welcome, David. Ben, it's an honor and privilege. Thank you for inviting me. Now, a big part of what's taking place in Ethiopia, David, is, of course, the, the lighting of the torch of peace, uh, which is coming to be a part of this convergence of fire. And it's such a thrilling and exciting element uh, of what is taking place. Could, could you tell us a little bit, David, about the history of your work uh, in, in coordinating and arranging that extraordinary achievement back in the 80s in the first Earth Run and give us a bit of a sense of the heritage that, uh, that, it, sure. that it carries. Well, I mean, the starting point is a dream that we all hold in our hearts, that peace on Earth is possible. And in 1986, that dream was quite dimmed because we were in the height of the Cold War and it looked like we might extinguish the human experiment and it, I, I felt there was a need for something that could intervene to open a new possibility. And that idea was called the first Earth Run. And we partnered with the United Nations Children's, and we passed the torch of peace around the world. 25 million people were engaged, 45 heads of state, including the heads of state of America and Russia and China, uh, the Pope, in 62 countries, through our partnership with ABC Television, we had a billion people involved watching it. And one of the more amazing things, and the things that give me so much hope and inspiration, was that we saw that wherever the torch went, all war stopped. It literally ignited the sense of unity, the sense of we don't need to do this this way. Not unlike the way the original Olympic Games were, were aspiring to do. And so this modern-day mythic story embodying our aspiration to peace on Earth has been reignited. Uh, we did a ceremony in an amazing place with Deborah and Kristen, who you'll be speaking with later, um, a place called Sanctuary at the Center of the Universe. What a name. And they lit it on the solstice and got it warmed up for this big event, which will reignite the torch and begin a second Earth Run, where it will start to see these seven actions that help make the first Earth Run successful uh, and see if we can actually complete the job in getting peace on Earth. 
maybe it begins at this event. I hope it does. Wow, that's so powerful. So powerful, David. It's such an amazing heritage and, and lineage and accomplishments. Um, so many people out there are called to work for peace and for unity. Um, and so often the challenge is then the, the implementation of that and the execution of that. And you know, your achievements and uh, what took place around the world with the first Earth run and everything you've done since then at Empowerment Institute are a testimony. Uh, to, you know, that real embodiment of these values, these ideals, into reality, which is what we are all all working towards. Of course, Uday Ethiopia is uh, part of that whole road to 2020 of a buildup of uh, increasingly public and visible uh, global events designed to really draw attention to global unity and the situation that we're in. David, what's your, you as a visionary and, and, and as a man who's dedicated your entire life to this, you know, the, the the great dream of peace on earth. What's your hope? What's your boldest, fondest hope of what could take part? If we if we as a human family really rise up to the opportunity that's before us, what can we achieve in the next five years, ten years? That is a great question. Thank you for that question. And thank you for this beautiful work you're doing and for holding the intention to have unity on this planet because we need people who hold that dream. So thank you for that. What's possible? Here's what I believe. The starting point is that our beliefs create our experiences on the planet. What we believe becomes our reality. If we don't believe we can make the changes, we will not make the changes. If we don't believe we are destined to have this kind of world, we won't have this kind of world. We'll go through the efforts, but we will not succeed. So what we need to do, I believe, over the next seven years, between now, I'd say, and 2025 or sooner, uh, but the first next years of 2020 seeds this, um, is shifting that belief system, shifting the belief that it is not possible to it is possible to not only create peace on Earth but to reinvent our planet so that the quality of life here can be what we ultimately will aspire for it to be. That's a new belief system. Well, and that's 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 that that's exactly uh, you know the, the the kind of inspirational vision I think, David, that 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 goes with now the torch of peace that it that it carries this dream made manifest of the world coming together. It wasn't you know again incredible accomplishment that it was held and carried and brought into by heads of state, by heads of religion, by by all the major you know institutions and players around the world, which shows us that it is possible. And as that emblem, as it comes together in Ethiopia for this convergence of, of lights, of fire in the, in, in the land of origins, in Lalibela, which is a sacred site in UNESCO World Heritage Area, those stone-carved churches are deeply mystical and powerful mm. part of Ethiopia and Africa. And as, as it comes together, then that, fl- that fire is lit again. And you're absolutely right. Uh, by changing uh, the needle, moving the needle on people's belief that a better world is possible, that can be the beginning of really the, the, the unfolding of so many wonderful and incredible things. So, David, we're looking forward to a long, long uh, collaboration and, and uh, weaving together and working together and, as you like to say, playing together. Um, you know, certainly from Unity Earth, we're delighted to be part, working closely with the Empowerment Institute and to be receiving the Torch of Peace for this event is a deeply profound thing. So, Absolutely, in, you know, infinite and eternal gratitude to you, David, for, for, for being with us and for allowing Thank us you, to carry this on. Let me say one thing in closing, if I may. Part of what shifts that belief system 
is how we actually make those changes. And one of the things that I'll be very excited about as we reignite the fire is that these actions that we have been able to show having real impact through the experience of the first earthman and beyond will be seeded. So there is a how associated with the aspiration. More to be said on that, you know, at a later time, but I wanted to at least ground this with how we actually bring us from where that aspiration is into the reality that would make it possible. Beautiful. And, and, uh, and a perfect uh, moment to, to introduce our next guest as we talk about the, uh, the coming together now of these deeply profound um, you know, symbols and talismans of these incredible I- ideals and spiritual values that we need to express globally now. And it's my great, great joy to introduce John Raymer uh, to, the, to the program. Um, John is an American entrepreneur, civic leader, community organizer, inventor, and musician. <laughs> John is a co-founder of the Unity, uh, Unity Project Seattle. He's also the designer and co-founder of the International Campaign for Compassionate Cities. Uh, there are now over 400 cities around the world that have started uh, that campaign. John conceived of and produced the Compassion Game, Survival of the Kindest, which is something that we've all been hearing about for years uh, around the world, incredible work. In five years, the Compassion Games have served over 15 million people in 40 countries. John works closely with hereditary chief Phil Lane Jr., who's a chairperson of the Compassion Games and is also uh, coming to to Ethiopia for Uday Festival. And uh, Phil will be bringing with him, Brother Phil will be bringing with him the torch of compassion as a symbol uh, from the Compassion Games work, and the Torch of Compassion will come together with the Torch of Peace that David has spoken about. So, John, it's an absolute pleasure and privilege to have you with us. Welcome to the Convergence. Thank you, Ben, and it is such an honor to have this conversation in following what you and David were just talking about. It is miraculous how these expressions of the unity we seek are evolving and coming together and finding each other. It's really awesome. It certainly, it certainly feels like uh, the time is, is now, John, uh, you, you know, really the way that things have come together. Could you tell us a bit about your work and tell us, you know, about the incredible, you know, uh, what's taken place with the, the Compassion Games, you're a miracle in their own right, and tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your vision for the Compassion Games and what, what you're up to. Well, let me just tell you the quick history, because it started in Seattle after His Holiness the Dalai Lama and many others were here for an event called Seeds of Compassion. And that's where Phil and I met Hereditary Chief Phil Lane Jr. And the guiding principles he shared after 40 years of consultation amongst indigenous leaders and other great thinkers is that starting from within, working in a circle in a sacred manner, we heal and develop ourselves, our relationships, and the world. And um, that's guided all the work we've been doing with compassion. And that began with this idea of becoming a compassionate city after Karen Armstrong won the TED Prize, and leading to many other cities taking these challenges on. But, you know, you find out right away that a compassionate city is an uncomfortable city. There needs to be a real grounding and an authenticity to all this real work that we're talking about. And uh, the genius thing happened when the mayor of Louisville challenged Seattle. Because, like, collective impact has become a very effective strategy, you know, get all the parties together, agree on some agenda, simple measurement system. 
and the games really when when we had that experience. But I just want to honor again all the work that David has done and everything about empowerment being so powerful and then combining this notion of peace and compassion with unity is just so perfect right now because we say that compassion but for peace that compassion that peace starts there and 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 that at least in myself peace from within as well as a peace with each other so the compassion game is all about building that collective capacity starting from within individually and collectively and to making that visible to us now as a planetary family. We are one planet. We are one human family. And that the indigenous wisdom is carried here and through Standing Rock where this story unfolded, where the torch was lit, and with Chief Phil Lane and Green Shake and Marrakesh at the Climate Action Talks working with youth and the next generation. There's so many good threads coming together around Ethiopia in this event. And you guys at Unity Earth have just done such an awesome job to call it forth and to open the space. We're just blown away by what's unfolding here. It's really mir- miraculous. And uh, it's th- thank you, John. And it is miraculous. It's miraculous. So you, you, you're coming to Ethiopia uh, with your partner Summer, and and as well as Chief Phil Lane carrying the torch of compassion, where it will come together and 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 and, and come and converge with the fire and the uh, you know with the torch of peace. When we were talking, um, just preparing for this conversation with David and. And John, we, we 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 talked about these different flames, um, but the one fire that lights them all, and it's such an incredibly powerful and important uh, image. John, I'm I've really been um, really blown away by by the amount of uh, you know work that you've done in networking different organisations and partnering with so many different groups and organisations. And you do those really cool Kuma maps which look great as well, which, which really show the relationships between these emerging networks. What's the viewpoint look like from, from your perspective, John, as we move you know, now well into 2018 um, and looking down the road to 2020 and this rising up across the planet in every culture, in every country, in every different demographic, people are now rising up, um, you know, multiple values from ecology, ecology to indigenous spirituality to a deeper personal transformation that people are yearning for towards that greater collective awakening that is so needed and is so happening. But what does it look like from your, you know, unique perspective as these organizations that come together in a, in a way of collaboration that is unprecedented? Yeah, yeah. The whole notion of unprecedented unified action suggests it really is unprecedented and it's going to go beyond what we can currently imagine, you know. There's a beautiful quote, there's a poet, German poet, who said that, but where the danger is, the saving power also. Mm-hmm. So the thought is, you know, we are in uncharted territory and in new magical, amazing ways as well as really threatening ways. Like it was, like David said before, it called forth that time that they were involved with the threat of the world. We're at another one of those moments where we all sense this. Now, how do we get over each other and get beyond the egocentric way of operating and understand the multiplicity and the cross-cultural literacy we're going to need and the sensitivity to each other? I don't have a clue how we do it, but I believe we're going to do it. And it's okay to not have all the answers. In fact, if we all think we have the answers, we're so full of ourselves, we can't really listen to each other. So our hope is just to be together and in that being together, we've never seen before to emerge, to take us to the unity that we're calling for. Wow. 
That's beautiful, and and it, and it strikes me that as we come together with that deep respect and and humility, uh, and honouring of all all the elements, um, that you know we, we're really we're really diving into a mystery, as you say, John. Um, you know, we're really going into that mystery. We don't know, you know, where this. We're jumping into a tunnel. We don't know where where we're going to come out, but it, we know we have to right. go through it. And and so I think you know, as we come together in Ethiopia and those fires and those torches and those lights and what they represent, peace, compassion, unity. And as they come together at that time, it feels like that's a portal, you know, to, we need to walk through together. So, you know, it's a tremendous privilege and an honor to be working with, with you and with David uh, and so many, uh, you know, devoted, determined, brilliant, passionate people who have given their life to this. And John, you've given your life to this as has David and, um, you know, and, and many others that are, that are really coming together at this time. And that is exciting. Um, this is all part of, you know, something at, even at a broader scale, which has been unfolding, you might say, you know, forever. And I think, you know, rising uh, in time towards a moment. But there are periods of time when, when extraordinary, the extraordinary becomes ordinary. Uh, it's been a real privilege, uh, Dr. Kurt Johnson, working with you over you know, these last few years uh, in the preparation of Convergence radio show and other Convergence events and now Unity Earth. And, and Kurt, you know, again, from, from your incredible you know, perspective of being weaving together elements for your entire lifetime between science and religion and spirituality and ecology and, 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 and transformative change and all these different elements coming together, your deep understanding of integral um, philosophy and other things in terms of the, the interspiritual heritage, um, it must be, it must, it, I, I can only imagine, Kurt, that this must look, um, you know, really almost like the, the dream becoming manifest. Would you, would you speak to us, Kurt, a little bit about what it looks like to you as we, get, we gather for this convergence of fire in Ethiopia to have people like David Gershon, the Empowerment Institute, people like John and Compassion Games and these other elements coming together in service and unity. How does that look and feel to you? Yeah, well, I'll say, you know, that, you know, Brother Wayne Teasdale, who uh, named inner spirituality in his book in 1999 called uh, The Mystic Heart, Discovering the Universal Spirituality in the World's Religions. And he is one of the people who, among so many, kicked off this vision of we and this vision of working together. And when he was still on the planet, I, I asked him at one point, you know, how could this ever happen? And he said something I think is so applicable to what's happening now. He said that we have to believe that extraordinary people will come together and create extraordinary relationships. And I think that's what we've seen in this whole process. There's this, this clamor, this convergence of all of these folk who understand that they want to work in this, this convergent collective way and this dropping of the ego and the serving of the larger vision of the whole. And uh, that involves, you know, everybody that's been a part of this whole journey that we've been on and, and the journeys that they've all had before we, uh, before we started doing this work together. So it's tremendously fulfilling. So absolutely wonderful to have David Gershon on with everything he's done and John Raymer and you go through the whole list of people who are converging in Ethiopia. It's just, it is really amazing. Mm, thank you, Kurt. And and David, this uh, you know this this particular moment, I'm, I'm struck by the the line we're told that everything old has become new again. And uh, you know, it certainly seems as that spiral um, structure to so much of, or that spiral shape to so much of our experience. 
Um, but it certainly seems that, you know, in this time there's a possibility for a great harvest uh, of seeds that have been sown for decades and for centuries and even for millennia uh, as, we, as we approach this moment where the world really does go global and planetary consciousness becomes um, the order of things. From your perspective, David, looking at it, what are some of the what are some of the things to, to help us navigate the, the way through these particular straits that we're in? You know, one of the ideas that we played with yesterday, and I love that John teed up the idea of us being a, a band, like a rock band, and we all have our own sounds. And I'm still working on my sound, um, but uh, I love this notion. And so, one of the things that came out of that. Uh, actually was something that term you coined, which which was taking these two ideas of convergence, which is the mm. bringing of people together, and agency, mm. which is the empowering of people with the ability to actually make the changes that now mm. can be optimized by the unit of field that's been built through the convergence. And we came up with the term convergence, convergency, or <laughs> the convergence. Convergencies, as the new rock group name. Um, so I, I love the idea of the in-breath of convergence, the out-breath of agency, the yin, the yang, uh, the ability to master the art form of building a field of unity, which is what you are holding and why we're all supporting it so much, because that's such a powerful space to hold. And, and it's not an easy space, and, and Kurt as well is holding that space. And actually, so is John, although he's playing in both spaces, I would say. Um, and then the agency space, which is really the, the, the work of my institute, which is how do you empower someone to create the world that we want? And, and it's based on two ideas. One is the inspiration or the dream that pulls them, and then the, the how to make that dream happen. So part of what I sense is available to us now is a lot of learning on how to make the changes. I feel very, very confident. I mean, I, I know one would question, how could you feel so confident? But I, I really do believe we are so ready, and I have such a deep confidence in our human capacity. So I'm inspired to give it my best mm-hmm. and, and to, to play in this amazing new space that's been opened up by by the contraction that's forcing the expansion. Mm, beautifully expressed, David. And uh, watch out for the convergencies coming to a stadium near you. <laughs> I will say that, um, you know... De- it's true, de- and it's really- going to be a fantastic album. We're going to make a lot of money selling that album. But mainly <laughs> you guys singing. I'm just going to be the backup. You know, but you really address a very important thing, David, which is, you know, there are some people who would look at what we're doing and, and say, oh, that's great. Get all these people together and, 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 and sing and have ceremony. And that's wonderful. But then what happens next? And, you know, that, that beautiful image you've got of the in-breath of convergence and the out-breath of agency or empowerment, um, the yin and the yang of that, I think you really, I think that's that's it. That's that's the beauty of it. So what a privilege and a pleasure to be a part of that pattern. Um and, and really, John, as we, you, you know, you brought up the, the musical analogy, but also as we just come to close out this incredible dialogue and, you know, we just haven't had enough time to explore it all. I, I'm sure there'll be further opportunities in the future to dive deeper into all of this. And of course, we're going to be live streaming the, uh, you know, the events of Uday Festival out across the world, as Kurt will talk more about later in the show. Um, but John, just to, just to finish into the, the emotional sense and the power and the passion of, of, of what's happening at this place, would you would you would you 
Would you just speak to, to that for us, please? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, let's build on what we're saying here. And the, the challenge not just come together for a good experience and meaningful for those involved and reflective out to others, but how do we really make change happen? And how do we really have it make that impact? And I see one thing that we're capable of now we weren't ever capable before is to synchronize globally while we organize locally. But we can make the change happen in our communities. That's always where change happens. But we can synchronize globally. And so everybody who's listening to this show, I mean, we're inviting you to be a part of this together. You don't have to physically be in Ethiopia, but there are a number of activities associated with this that will give us that expression of what we are when we connect. We are connected like we've never been. And we need to act. And the games is only one of the many ways we could start to shed light on acts of cooperation, which is one of the actions that David was talking about. And there's many ways we're going to bring this forth in different cultures. You know, in the end, everyone will know that everyone did it. It's the only way I think it's going to work yeah. out. And therefore, you know, game on. I love that play is in the space here because we need a little bit of a new space to get out of our comfort zones and, and start to try out new models to discover how we really make this thing fly. Mm. In the end, everyone will know that everyone did it. That's a really powerful way for us to finish up. I'd like to thank you so much, David Gushon from the Empowerment Institute, uh, for being with us today. It's so important. Um, and, and, and John Raymer from Compassion Games. I'm so excited to be with you in Ethiopia very soon now. Uh, and to Dr. Kurt Johnson for holding this all together and making this happen. Thank you so much. Uh, and, and we look forward to sharing with you about the experiences in New Day Festival. For now, back to Kurt. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. That was an amazing conversation and uh, for everyone to know what's going to be going on in Ethiopia. And just to remind everyone that uh, this uh, broadcast is going to be available 24-7 on demand at the Voice America at the uh, Convergence show page. Very easy to find that through uh, www.unity.earth. So uh, that's how you get these 100,000 listeners. These programs are available all the time on demand, and they're just full of world changers and world change makers. So we'll take a break now, and then I'll be back in a moment to introduce the second half of the show with uh, David Nichol, Claudia Wells, Deborah Moldau, and Kristen Hoffman, all about the convergence of fire in the land of origins. The Convergence Radio Show is proudly brought to you by Unity Earth. We are an organization that brings together the rich legacy of the Interspiritual Network with the team at OneGod.com, World Weavers, Uday Festival, and the Convergence Academy. Our vision is simple, to promote the cause of planetary consciousness. One planet, one human family. We collaborate with an intercultural web of inspired individuals and organizations globally to enhance this emerging planetary paradigm. Go to www.unity.earth for more information and to get connected. You are tuned in to The Convergence. You may connect with our program today by calling toll-free 1-866-472-5795. 
That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send us an email to info at onegod.com. That's I-N-F-O at the number one, God.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to The Convergence on Voice America. You've been listening to discussion of the inspiring Uday Ethiopia Convergence of Fires in the Land of Origins event with Ben Bowler of Unity Earth, David Gershon of the Empowerment Institute, and John Raymer of the Compassion Games. In this segment, we're going to be talking about and inviting you into global participation in the February 3rd Internet event, where we'll join with the Gaia Field Project in offering a global meditation experience and creation of a collective field of intention around the intercultural themes of the Land of Origins event, unity, peace, and compassion. I have with me Dr. David Nickel of the Gaia Field Project and Claudia Wells of the Institute of Noetic Sciences. David is the author of the book Subtle Activism and a co-founder of Gaia Field. His full bio is at the Voice America show page, and we're so pleased that he can be with us on the program today to talk about subtle activism and subtle realm work in general and the global participatory event that you're all going to be invited to join. Claudia Wells is the board chair of the Institute of Noetic Sciences, which has been a pioneer in research and understanding about subtle realm realities and the scientific nature of subtle realm phenomena. Her bio is also at the Voice America show page. So first off, David, welcome. And what can you tell us about this pioneer work of yours, subtle activism, and what is being planned for the 3rd of February that everyone worldwide can join? Describe that a bit and then give us the particulars of where and how to find the information to be a part of this experiment and this experience. Thank you so much, Kurt, and hi, everyone. It's, uh, I'm very excited to be here and part of this event. Um, what we're talking about with subtle activism is the idea that our uh, practices, our consciousness-based practices like meditation, prayer, and ritual can have a beneficial effect not just for ourselves as individuals, but also for our world, for the collective, for the social realm. And especially these days when we have technology available that can bring together thousands of people at any given moment across the world, across cultures, across religions, and join together in a profound practice of collective meditation and prayer, <clears throat> that this has a real effect, that this has a role, perhaps a crucial role, as part of a more holistic approach to social change in seeding change at a deep level, in seeding an experience of deep interconnection and unity that can be crucial in setting the tone for where we want to go together as a planet. And so um, we're very excited uh, for this event on February 3rd to be able to be creating an experience for people where you'll be able to, from the comfort of your own living room, to participate in this wonderful international cultural event taking place in Ethiopia and to come together as a global community to create this field of deep presence, deep awareness, deep intention to lend our support for that event and to create a strong field and a strong uh, collective prayer that can be harnessed for that event. Uh, so 
you know, what we're talking about here is it's not about uh, a substitute. Subtle activism is not a substitute for other forms of action, more physical forms of action or conventional forms of, of action. Um, but what we're saying is that, nonetheless, it does have a particularly um, important role to play, one that's typically been overlooked in our culture, which is tends to be much more extroverted and <clears throat> materialistic. And so these days, again, with technology, we have, we have the possibility to really harness this potential in a way that it's never been harnessed before. Um, and I also want to emphasize that even though this is a new term, subtle activism, this is really a very ancient practice, a very ancient idea. Uh, we go back to all sorts of indigenous cultures, shamanic cultures, and many mystical and spiritual traditions throughout history, this has been a very natural thing to do, to bring our ritual and our intention and our uh, meditation and prayers to support change in our world, in our societies. Uh, so we're just really giving this a modern name, and with the technologies we have, we have the power to harness that force in a new way, in a global way, in a way that I think is very exciting for our uncertain times. Uh, David, thank you so much. Uh, we really think that this is going to interest a lot of people. You know, so Claudia Ions has been a real leader in the effort to better understand the actual and scientific nature of subtle realm fields and the realities also of what actually happens regarding their having a real effect. So you could, could you comment on that? Sure. Thank you, Kurt and David. It's always so good to speak with you both. Last time we did this, Kurt, we interviewed Deepak Chopra on his book, You Are the Universe, and that book, of course, relates very strongly to what we're talking about right now, and I encourage people to read it. But first, to introduce IONS a bit more for those who may not know it, the Institute of Noetic Sciences was founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, who, while viewing Earth from outer space, had a samadhi-like experience of unity of our one people, our one Earth, and our one cosmos. And that inspired him to found IONS to scientifically investigate the role of consciousness in shaping our species and our world, asking questions like, does consciousness directly interact with matter? Does it transcend space and time? Can we measure an effect of collective consciousness? And even can we detect the relationship between inner and outer space? So we've been pioneering an understanding of the higher potentials of consciousness as they relate to world change and how to cultivate those potentials for a long time. But really relevant to this Uday Ethiopia virtual event, I think, is last October, sorry, it was November, IONS reconvened a group of scholars, scientists, engineers, and entrepreneurs who've been conducting experiments in collective consciousness, some for decades, and who need more and better opportunities to investigate it, opportunities like this virtual event. So Roger Nelson of the Global Consciousness Project is part of it, David Orm Johnson of the TM Movement, Roland McCready, who's part of HeartMath's Global Coherence Initiative with me, also representatives of a newer wave of collective consciousness explorers, like Mikey Siegel of Consciousness Hacking, and our own Lauren Carpenter, who's formerly of Pixar, who's now looking for collective consciousness effects at places like Burning Man. I mention these people and projects specifically because 
One can intuit a lot about the potential of subtle activism by taking a closer look at this whole body of work that exists, much of which is online. So, for example, the Global Coherence Initiative uses a global network of sophisticated magnetic sensors to learn about the relationship between human and planetary energetic fields. We know Earth's magnetic fields affect human beings energetically from birth to death, but do human energy fields affect Earth? And could we, through greater personal coherence, through collective acts of increased vibration of love and care, have a beneficial effect on Earth's fields? What we learn from these efforts could change the whole story humanity tells about itself and about our relationship with the environment. But as, as you guys well know, there is already ample evidence available to suggest that shifts in a critical mass of consciousness occur that influence other people's awareness, behavior, and even aspects of physical reality itself, and that the mechanisms responsible for some of these effects are beginning to reveal themselves. So ideally, opportunities like this virtual event can shed more light on the collective potential of human consciousness and planetary healing and transformation. And if enough people participate in events like Uday Ethiopia um, virtually, because there's strength in numbers, we could really learn something. So we're truly grateful to fellow and future explorers who participate. Wow, now that's exciting. I think a lot of people are really going to be interested in this, and that's been an amazing, uh, helpful commentary, David and Claudia. Now to close out, what I'd like to ask each of you to do is just to, what would you say to just invite people in to having this experience and experiment and really encouraging them uh, to try it and to do it. Uh, David? Yeah, thanks, Kurt. And thanks, Claudia, for setting the context for that and the, the scientific uh, status of this sort of uh, concept. That um, um, What I would just say to people who are um, thinking about this idea is, you know, I, I really do believe that in these times of uncertainty when so many people are experiencing a lot of anxiety about the direction of the planet, where we're going, uh, that this sort of activity, this is really something that we can do. This is a tangible step that we can take together uh, to come together as a global community uh, to connect across cultures, across religions, across nations, um, and to uh, experiencing a true global field of unity and intention that can give rise to authentic hope and that can seed a direction for humanity that is more where we all want to go uh, to create a world that works for all of us. Um, and so, you know, this is the kind of um, action that over and over again in my experience people say, this experience gave me hope. Um, and so um, I would invite anyone uh, to come with us on February 3rd. You know, this is something you can do from your living room, which is why we call subtle activism sometimes activism for introverts. Anyone can do it, um, and it's a beautiful experience. So on February 3rd at 10 a.m. Pacific, um, I, you can find the details at unity.earth under the Uday Ethiopia event, and uh, it's going to be a beautiful, inspiring experience. So uh, please join us. Yeah, Claudia. Uh, thanks, Kurt. Well, I guess it would be that science is a huge ally in this work because it's one of the most trusted storytellers of the 21st century so far anyway. 
but we all have our own individual direct experiences of our invisible interconnectedness with others and with the natural world. And I think it's important to to not wait for science to give us permission to do what we believe is possible and right, or science basically becomes another religion. And I'm grateful to David for pointing out how ancient a lot of this wisdom is. Also, if we do look to science to provide what our intuitions say is possible, maybe even true, it's important that we don't attach 3D cause and effect expectations to the results of these experiments. Because if our consciousness operates outside of three dimensions, who really knows uh, if we can predict when or where our coherent intentions, our attention, or prayers will actually make a difference? I once read that the first steamship prominently displayed on her bridge a book that went into great detail about why a steam-powered ship was impossible. And whether that actually happened or not, we know that's the kind of thing that happens when paradigms shift. And when the current dominant one shifts, there's going to be a whole boatload of books that explain why it wasn't possible. So I like to keep that in mind for inspiration, and I'm keeping the whole U-Day program in mind for inspiration. So thank you, Kurt and David and everyone involved, and Voice America. (laughs) Wow, I think uh, this has been such a great way that people can understand this and get enthused about it. So. Listeners, remember that you can find this all easily by going to www.unity.earth and clicking on Uday Ethiopia under events. And if you forget and are stumped, you can also just Google Uday Ethiopia, which is U-D-A-Y Ethiopia. So, Claudia and David, thank you so much. We're going to take a short break now, listeners, and then I'll be back for the final segment of the show. And our guests are going to be the event leaders, Deborah Moldau and Kristen Hoffman, and they'll be talking about the celebrations, concerts, side trips, and sacred ceremonies that will be a part of this exciting week of interfaith harmony in Ethiopia, the land of origins. The Convergence Radio Show is proudly brought to you by Unity Earth. We are an organization that brings together the rich legacy of the Interspiritual Network with the team at OneGod.com, World Weavers, Uday Festival, and the Convergence Academy. Our vision is simple, to promote the cause of planetary consciousness. One planet, one human family. We collaborate with an intercultural web of inspired individuals and organizations globally to enhance this emerging planetary paradigm. Go to www.unity.earth for more information and to get connected. You are tuned in to The Convergence. You may connect with our program today by calling toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send us an email to info at onegod.com. That's I-N-F-O at the number one, God.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to The Convergence on Voice America. In this concluding segment for Uday Ethiopia, Convergence of Fire in the Land of Origins, my guests are Deborah Moldauer and Kristen Hoffman, who will both be on the ground in Ethiopia, participating in major parts of the program. 
Deborah, an ordained interfaith minister, is founder of the Garden of Light, a long-term leader within the United Nations NGO community, and a coordinator of the evolutionary leaders who have provided several wonderful programs on the convergence. Kristen, who is also a member of the evolutionary leaders, is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, and activist who travels the world widely serving major global causes. She's the lead singer for the celebrated Belagaya Global Events, and you can find her and her, her music at Kristen Hoffman, that's Hoffman with two N's, KristenHoffman.com. Deborah can be found at www.gardenoflight.org and evolutionaryleaders.net. So, welcome back, listeners. Now, before I go over to Deborah and Kristen, I just want to remind the audience that substantial background material, vision, and action steps that are surrounding these World Interfaith Harmony Week events in Ethiopia, especially from our guests on the first segment of the show, are available at www.unity.earth. So be sure and check them out. And we plan a special Convergence Radio special on these points and action steps very soon. So Deborah and Kristen, since this is such an amazing and dynamic event, and there is so much that can be said about it and your parts in it, I'm just going to turn the discussion over to the two of you and let you tell the listening audience what you think they will enjoy hearing about this amazing gathering that will be happening in Ethiopia from January 31st to February 7th, marking the World Interfaith Harmony Week. And I understand that you're going to be introducing the signature song of the Land of Origins event, and that that will be played at the end of the segment and will be the conclusion of the show. So I'm just reminding the audience that I won't be back and that Deborah and Kristen will close the show. So, Deborah, turning it over to you. Thank you so much, Kurt. Well, Kristen, I'm just so excited to be making this journey to Ethiopia, to the land of origins with you. We'll be celebrating UN World Interfaith Harmony Week, the first week in February, with people of such a wide range of faiths and nationalities and in some very special places. So I, I thought maybe you would start by telling us a little bit about what this journey means to you. Mm. Well, it's such an honor to be here on Convergence Radio. Thank you for having us, Kurt. And Deborah. I am mirroring this um, excitement that you shared. I'm so excited to be going on this journey to Ethiopia with you. And wow, we are in for a truly beautiful interfaith gathering. Um, to me, this whole theme, the convergence of fire in the land of origins, it is so rich with, with meaning. Um, just the, the idea of different fires converging, the fire of peace, the torch of peace, the torch of compassion, and the fire of unity coming together um, is such an incredible uh, birthplace for a new uh, transmutation into a highest form of love. And I truly think that's going to be happening as 70 different spiritual leaders, musicians, speakers, poets, politicians, and light wor workers choose to come together from all over the world and gather. So I'm just really looking forward to being a part of this and stepping into this space 
of um, highest love and sharing through my vehicle, which is music. Well, uh, that you certainly uh, you certainly are bringing something very very special to all of these activities that we're going to be a part of. And you mentioned the torch of peace, which you and I have been tasked with bringing to <laughs> Ethiopia. Uh, that we the torch that uh, we originally got from David Gershon, who was part of a group that brought it around the world, uh, literally around the world on the first Earth run. Yeah. And you played such a major role in a beautiful winter solstice event produced by the Garden of Light at the Chapel of Croton Falls this winter, singing us out of the darkness into the light. <laughs> and at the moment oh. when we all called in the light, we had mm. Native American Bear Walker light the torch of peace uh, for a second time to go out on this road to 2020 that we're all part of, and everybody present shared its light. So now it's on its way to Ethiopia to join its light with the torch of compassion for a convergence of fire. Yes, and what a beautiful ceremony that was, and I think it was the perfect way to, to relight the fire and just to spark that flame again. Um, preparing it um, and setting it on its journey, you know, to Ethiopia. So I, it's such an honor. I feel so honored to be able to carry this torch of peace with you to Ethiopia. Um, for those who I, I'm sure most of you were listening as David Gershon was on earlier in the show, but um, I highly recommend going on YouTube and watching um, the the origin, the genesis of the Torch of Peace and its journey around the world in 1986. It is one of the most inspirational videos I have ever watched. And now it just feels so significant that we are able to bring this talisman, this ancient, beautiful talisman that was carried around the world in the spirit of peace and bring it again um, at, I think, such an important time in in our evolution as human beings. It's, I feel that this torch of peace is really being called back into existence at such an important time. And you are not only bringing the torch of peace, but you are bringing your incredible voice to help us to go deep into the mysteries at Lalibela in Ethiopia, an ancient mm. site of stone churches hewn into the rock, and also at the Uday Festival in Addis Ababa. How how is it that sound can help us tap into another frequency? Mm, such an important question. Well, I feel that sound, being the one language that all human beings and really all beings speak, I think that we are all musical beings, and no matter what spoken language we have grown up. Speaking, we can all tune into frequency. We can all tune into sound. We can all tune into music. And it goes immediately to the emotional centers of our being. And it can raise us instantaneously um, up to new, to new heights and bridge divides um, unlike anything I have ever experienced before. So um, it, it is truly an honor to, to share through the vehicle music and watch and feel as people are able to tune in to frequency and really um, open up a portal, open up a portal together, open up spaces together through sound um, that can be filled with 
with much higher virtues and uh, and celebration. So I um I you are a gift. <laughs> you are a gift bringing that with you uh, to Ethiopia. Kristen and I will be in the land of origins with Unity Earth from January 31st through February 7th, shining our light along with so many others into unity during World Interfaith Harmony Week. We hope all of you listening will take the journey with us in spirit and will light your inner torch of compassion and peace and raise your frequency with us, as Kristen has just described. And you can find more information about this at www.unity.earth. So we're going to close today's program by listening to a song of Kristen's called Reentry that will serve as a kind of an anthem for our voyage. Let her glorious voice and the music and words from deep in her heart touch yours as we vision together humanity united across the earth. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. certain the timeless lines of the soul reconnected uncovering a path of old embers from the ancient fire